Or at least correct the residents of Jamadri for offering their 
dressed in Trinidad. But at this juncture in Bogota, it's actually prayers being offered to Lord Marcia. I offer my respect for obeisances unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is pure transcendence. He, was the, he is the origin of all life, bodily strength, mental power, and sensory ability, known as Matsya Avatara, the gigantic fish incarnation. He appears first among all the incarnations. Again, I offer my obeisances unto him. Okay. So, next verse, text number 26. Anta Bahischa Kiladoka Palakair Has brought, has brought Namna, Namna 
by different names, by Brahmana, Chatriya, Vaishya, and Shudra. Yada, exactly like. Dharumayim, made of wood. Naraha, a man. Sriyam, a doll. A devote, just as a puppeteer controls his dancing dolls and a husband controls his wife. Your Lordship controls all the living entities in the universe, such as the Brahmanas, Chachas, Vaishas, and Sudras. Although you are in everyone's heart as the supreme witness and commander, and are outside of every as every I'm sorry, and are outside everyone as well. The so-called leaders of societies, communities and countries cannot realise you. Only those who hear the vibration of the Vedic mantras can appreciate it. Mm. Purple. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is Ankarabahi, present within and without everything. Bahi in the Srino, Vidalia in the Srino, when we sing that every day. One must overcome the delusion caused by the Lord's external energy and realize his presence both externally and internally. <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. In Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, after all, this is 1 8 19, Srimati Kuti Devi has explained that Krishna appears in this world. Exactly like an actor dressed as a player. In Bhagavad Gita, chapter 18, text 61, Krishna says, Ishvara. The Supreme Lord is situated in everyone's heart, O Arjuna. The Lord is situated within everyone's heart and outside as well. Within the heart, He is the super soul, the incarnation who acts as the advisor and witness. Yet, although God is residing within their hearts, all these people say, I cannot see God. Please show him to me. Everyone is under the control of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Exactly like dancing dolls controlled by a puppeteer or a woman controlled by her husband. A woman is compared to a doll, Dalumai, because she has no independence. She should always be controlled by a man. Still, due to false prestige, a class of women wants to remain independent. What to speak of women, all living entities are prakriti, female, and therefore dependent on the Supreme Lord, as Krishna himself explains in Bhagavad Gita. Aparayam itasvanyam prakritim vidi me param. The living entity is never independent. Under all circumstances, he is dependent on the mercy of the Lord. 
The Lord creates the social divisions of human society, Brahmins, Chakras, Vaishyas and Sutras, and ordains that they follow rules and regulations suited to their particular position. In this way, all members of society remain always under the Supreme Lord's control. Still, some people foolishly deny the existence of God. Self-realization means to understand one's subordinate position in relation to the Lord. When one is thus enlightened, he surrenders to the Supreme Personality of Godhead and is liberated from the clutches of the material energy. In other words, unless one surrenders to the lotus feet of the Lord, the material energy in its many varieties will continue to control him. No one in the material world can deny that he is under control. The Supreme Lord, and I am, who is beyond this material existence, controls everyone. The following Vedic mantra confirms this point. Ekko harvai narayana arasit. Foolish persons think Narayana to be on the platform of ordinary material existence. Because they do not realise the natural constitutional position of living entity, they can cop names like Daridra Narayan, Swami Narayan, or Nitya Narayan. However, Narayan is actually the supreme controller of everyone. This understanding is self-realization. in his 
if you open up your brain and have a look inside, what will you see? <laughs> it's not very pretty. Uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah, so this this perception or this vision of Krishna or Adrishta Rupo, Adrishta Rupa. This unseen form of the Lord uh, can only be realized through the acceptance um, orally um, by hearing from the appropriate sources, from the authorised sources. And uh, this is why the Vedas, and especially the Vedanta, are so important. Vedanta means the, the end of knowledge. or the conclusion of all knowledge is presented in the form of the sound vibration. So the, the last statement of this verse, only those who hear the vibration of the Vedic mantras can appreciate you. Although we see, and Krishna mentions this in the Bhagavad Gita, that there are many who recite the Vedas or hear the Vedas but become confused. Right? And so one of the symptoms of a, an advanced transcendentalist is a person who's not bewildered by, as Krishna mentions in, in the Bhagavad Gita, the flowery words of the Vedas. Right? So it's very interesting that the Vedic literature, uh, now literature, uh, but the, the Vedas are manifest in the form of the books. And this is why the books are so important. Why should a Bhagavad put so much effort into translating the Bhagavad Gita and the Srimad Bhagavatam, Nectar of Devotion, Chaitanya Charitamrita, primarily? You know, this, the, the, these books have, contain the essence of the Vedanta philosophy, right? And why the, why the, the Vaishnavas, the Gaudiya Vaishnavas especially, uh, didn't have a commentary on the Vedanta because they accepted the Srimad Bhagavatam as the natural commentary, right? The natural explanation. Because Vedic literature is a, a vast expanse of information. But in it there are different sections, Kamakanda section, you know, the 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 the, the, um, uh, the worship of the different demigods and so forth. There's a whole range of topics. But the 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 Vedanta, the end of, of the Vedas, 
or the conclusion of the Vedas is contained within these, you know, these four books. Prabhupada says if you, if you want to be proficient in the philosophy of Krishna consciousness, then this is all you need to study. Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam. So Bhagavad Gita is, is your graduate, well, beginning, I guess, study. The Bhagavatam is a graduate study, is that right? Chaitanya Chaitanya we can say is the postgraduate, also Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhya, Nectar of Devotion. Because in the Nectar of Devotion we get, you know, a really powerful uh, expose of what devotees do and what devotees experience. Right? What they experience, what, how the and, and what um, Krishna does and what Krishna experiences. Right? And systematically, all this information, you know, just in, in um, it, it took Rupa Goswami many years actually to write the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. At least a decade, if not more. And, and uh, but even a very systematic analysis of all of the moods of the devotee, of all the moods of Krishna in relationship with the, the devotees. Really, you know, I remember uh, Nectar Devotion was probably the first Hare Krishna book that I picked up. Right? I used to know where all the city. The, the, the Krishna book and the, um, the Nectar of Devotion had very distinctive covers. And this is Manishat too, in the late 70s, or mid 70s. And, and um, the devotees distributed thousands and thousands and thousands of these books. But they had very, the, 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 the Krishna book had a, a light blue kind of fluorescent cover, and the Isapanishad had a kind of a pinkish, had a pinkish cover, so, so with the nectar of devotion, pinkish cover. So you always knew where the Hare Krishna books were on some of these bookcases because they, they stood out. Mm -hmm. So. I remember picking up the Nectar Devotion and I thought I was a bit of a, you know, a, bit of a yogi, reading all, all my body or impersonal literature. Um, that's a real trap, you know, because for some reason or other, the, the, the British and European scholars were attracted to the impersonal interpretation of the, of the scripture. And so that's kind of, you know, that's even Buddhist and influenced by Buddhist uh, thought as well. So anyway, I thought I'll, I'll open up the, the Nectar Devotion and see if I can give a commentary on this book. But the first thing I opened it up was about Krishna playing in the forest with the cowboy boys. <laughs> this is far out, so I just closed the book, I put it back in the bookcase. Because, you know, it's personal. And, um, you know, uh, I guess 
I like the idea of being God. <laughs> being one with God and equal to God, of course, but our philosophy is one with God, yes, but not equal to him. No? Infinitesimal. Infinitesimal. Uh, Krishna is the vibhu and we are the anu. Uh, he is the biggest and we are the smallest. Uh, like him, yes, eternal. Sati Ananda. Uh, if you want to be. So, uh, uh, by hearing, regularly hearing the Sri Bhagavatam, for example, what we, what we are doing now, uh, by regularly reciting the Vedic literature, one is exposed to all of this information. And so, we have a system, uh, an interesting system, whereby we worship the deity, we chant Hare Krishna, and then we hear the Vedic literature, and specifically the Srimad Bhagavatam. Right? And the Srimad Bhagavatam is important because the, the Bhagavatam is considered to be the, what is it, Nigula Kalpatoro Galitam Falam, the ripened fruit of the tree of Vedic knowledge. Right. So it's the, it's, it's, it's the essence of all of the scripture, Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, that's why Prabhupada selected the Bhagavatam for the daily course Bhagavad Gita also. But it's interesting, in 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 uh, Iskon of the 70s, um, when book distribution was the primary, you know, Sankitan activity, Sankitan and book distribution, uh, um, Bhagavad Gita was always recited in the evenings. All the devotees would come together and hear the Bhagavad Gita. Right? And so we have what we call the Iskon sandwich. Nowadays we have an open sandwich. Right? But we used to have a closed sandwich. So it would be worship the deity right? by Gauravati and Kirtan, and then after that, Bhagavad Gita. You remember that, Mahama? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would really like it if we started. We could, you know, we've got the ladies who want to give classes. It'd be really good. You probably won't have such a big audience to begin with, but if we if we did the Bhagavad Gita class in the evening, we could broadcast it as well. Uh, and get that culture back of, of studying also the Bhagavad Gita as, a, as we do the Bhagavatam. You know, in, in, in my time in the temple, this is the third time I've gone through the Bhagavatam. Uh, and, um, you know, we could go through the Bhagavad Gita, I don't know, there's 700 words. So, take two years to go through the Bhagavad Gita. Right? But we can do that. Um, and of course this is our culture. And why the devotees, you know, I, I, I used to think, why these Hare Krishnas, they're so convinced about who God is, 
what he looks like, where he lives, who, all the people that he associates with. How do they know that? Huh? How do they know that? Everybody else is in absolute, you know, is in complete confusion as to who God is and what he does. In fact, he doesn't do anything. Right? And so if he doesn't do anything, he has no form, right? Because this is, he doesn't he doesn't have any material activities, he doesn't have a material form. He has a spiritual form. But how many people actually understand that in today's you know, in people that you meet on the street. Well, how, how many people even think about that? Uh, they're just completely hovering on, on, the, on the physical. And, and you know, the, 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 the highest, the most elevated kind of thinking is, is you know, some drama or dance or, or art or whatever. But still, it's all just a, it's just a reflection of all of their material experiences. Right? No, in, no internal realization of spiritual identity or understanding that God has a form. Not a material form, but a spiritual form. Right? A Christian uh, Or, as is mentioned here by Sri Prabhupada, in Sri Mataram, Shrimati Kuti Devi has explained that Krishna appears in this world like an actor dressed as a player. So this is another thing. When God appears in a material world, they think he's become just like us. That he's a material person. Very difficult to understand that God appears, but when he appears in the material world, he's not part of the material world, he's still exists in a purely spiritual form. But it's, not, but it's difficult to appreciate that because he just behaves like everybody else. So what's the, how do we differentiate? Of course, when we study the Sri Mahaprabhu, especially when you get to the, well, even before you get to the 10th canto, you realise that even though the Lord appears in the material world, his activities are uncommon. His activities are beyond the material experience. But it requires a regular hearing of the Vedic literature to understand that. Therefore, Bhagavad Gita, Sri Bhagavatam, negative devotion, or Chaitanya Charitamrita, negative devotion. And of course, the reason why the, the Chaitanya Charitamrita is important because the Chaitanya Charitamrita exhibits the Lord in his pastimes as a Sankatan devotee. Right? Propagating the human dharma. And the reason why we need to study the Chaitanya Charitamrita is to understand this is the, these are the activities of, of, of the devotees in Kaliyuga. These are the activities that we should be following, pursuing. The same activities as the Panchatattva, because the Panchatattva exhibit, you know, they're the, they're, the, they're the manifestation of the Lord in his 
yuga avatar feature. Right? Each yuga has a particular avatar who propagates or um, <clears throat> performs the yuga dharma, the religious activities, the, the religious practice for that yuga. So that's why the Chaitanya Chaitanya is so important. And then we begin to realize that the activities that we're performing, Sankirtan, and more recently established and demonstrated by devotees like Bhaktivinoda Thakur, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, by A.C. Bhaktivinoda Swami Prabhupada, it means book distribution, right? Why? So the devotees can be regularly hearing about Krishna. They can be regularly hearing about Sankhya philosophy, for example. The, 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 the actual Sankhya philosophy, not the Sankhya philosophy of the atheist Sankhya philosopher. Um, yeah. Kapila, isn't it? Yeah. Prabhupada yeah. mentions. And Sankhya means effectively just to count, right? Sankhya Purvaka Namaka Nativi. This is the six Swamis counting. Counting the Japa. <laughs> counting. So counting all of the elements of the material energy. And also counting within that the presence of the Lord in the form of the Super Soul. What dimensions here? Uh, what is it? The Dias Charts of Ayahamba, individual Vedanta Vedanta Charam. If you want to know Krishna, you have to study the Vedanta. And what's the end of the, the, what is the conclusion of the Vedanta? Srimad Bhagavatam. Preliminary study, Bhagavad Gita. Secondary study, study uh, Srimad Bhagavatam and you know, postgraduate, I suppose, these Chaitanya Chaitanya and especially Yankee Devotion is very, very, very elevated. Because it only just deals with Krishna in his pastimes and the devotees. And no doubt, you know, forget about worshiping this one and that one or anybody else. Ishvara Parama Krishna Satchit Ananda Vigraha Anadi Radhi Govinda Sada Karam Karam. We just focus on the cause of all causes, the original Ali, huh? the Ali Purusha, and the original controller. And, and this verse explains how Krishna is the controller, right? and everybody is under his control. Or Prabhupada mentions this in the verse. Just like a woman is under the control of her husband. Um, here's a statement that's not going to be liked by some. Right? A woman is compared to a doll. In fact, that was a nickname. That was a, a colloquial term for a, a woman. A doll. She's a doll. Well, she's a doll. Now, why? Because she has no independence. Woo. Women don't like that. 
She should all, and, and this bit also, she should always be controlled by a man. What do you reckon? Huh? Yes, so long as a man is qualified. That's the point. Right. In the Kalyuga, women are being abused by men. Right. Every week, every week, pretty much the statistics at the moment show that a woman, a wife, is killed by her husband. Right. You can, you, and this is one of the, this is one of the challenges. The challenges of preaching Christian of preaching in general, right? We find statements like this in, in our books, in our literature. But why should women be controlled by men who, you know, once a week kill them? Right? Well, this is a big challenge. What Prophet is saying here is true, right? But why should a woman follow a man who's fallen and who beats her up or exploits her or kills, kills her? How do you get around that? When you preach, when we try to establish principles like this, right? But the evidence suggests, in Cali- and this is why Kali is such a big challenge. Why well, it's such a big challenge because, and why it requires dynamic preaching, dynamic uh, skillful. One has to be dexterous to preach. You know that everybody should be controlled by God, right? And yet we, we see uh, members of religious institutions abusing children, abusing women. You know, exploiting people, taking money. Right? Uh, uh, I remember when we teach the the guru. Um, leadership course. Uh, there's one story of a um, priest, I won't mention which denomination, but who for 20 years just took all of the proceeds from his hundi uh, and put it in his own bank account. And he had millions of dollars. Right? So who's going to trust such Who's going to trust religious practitioners? Huh? When they're stealing all the money. <laughs> or doing other things. You know, that's just, that's only the tip of the iceberg. Huh? So who's going to have trust or faith in religious formularies when, what does it produce? So it requires, you know, uh, a deep conviction and also a, a simplicity of purpose and uh, example. Yajna Charity Shrestas, the leaders of society have to set a perfect example. Huh? This is a big challenge for Islam, is to walk the talk. Is that right? right? We have to we have to be the epitome or the embodiment of what we preach.
Can't be fanaticism. No? Can't be sentimental. It's got to be a balance of, well, it's got to be self-realization. It's got to be genuine self-realization. And from genuine self-realization comes good qualities. No? Equanimity in, in, in failure and in success. And not attachment to material uh, um, acquisition, not influenced by material acquisition, because it's one of the problems of spiritual practice, if it's being become successful, is you actually become materially, success materially successful. Right? Krishna is the source of material and spiritual success. But transcendentalists or spiritualists, uh, we see it many times. Young, uh, idealistic, in inspired, um, aspiring yogis uh, come to Krishna consciousness, uh, but then become distracted by uh, material things. Right? We've seen it. We have, we have a history. There's a history of it all over the place, right? And we're not immune to it. But what that does is it, and it's not unusual. It's not unusual. Huh? If we look at look at the Bhagavatam, <laughs> the Bhagavatam is full of stories, right? The Chaitanya Charitamrita, full of stories of devotees who got in trouble. <laughs> but how they got out of trouble, more importantly, right? Um, but it could be it could be people. And so that's why there's, you know, regularly reciting the Vedic literature. Nashtra, what is it? Nashtra, Pradesh, or We want to get rid of the dirty things, or be aware of them, then it's regular recitation of the of the Bhagavatam and Bhagavad-gita. So, um, Uh, if we want to see Krishna and if we want to be inspired and act on Krishna's orders and he's within the heart right as Prabhupada mentions here Ishvara Sabahutana Krishna is within everybody's heart and he's instructing us it's just that we're not prepared to hear right Krishna's saying do this do that do the other you know do act in your own best interests. And we're thinking, oh, no, you have to do that. <laughs> Why me? I want to be independent. So here Prabhupada mentions about how the women are independent, should never be independent, but the men shouldn't be independent either because they're, they're obliged to follow the instructions of Krishna. It's not that you know the men can just go and do what they like and the women have to do what they don't. No, and, and this is you know, this is how our philosophy can be misunderstood or misappropriated. You know, the men think, yeah, we're in charge, the women should just do what we tell them to do. Right? But hang on a second. That doesn't mean that you can do whatever you like. You have to also follow the orders of Krishna. And so again, regularly hearing 
pray that we need to be reminded. Every now and again we get a bright idea, oh yeah, I can do what I like. But we have to be reminded, no, you don't do what you like, you do what Krishna likes. That's a symptom of a devotee. That's what, that's what distinguishes a devotee from a, from a non-devotee. The devotee does what Krishna likes. Right? And I wonder that we see women who are independent because the men don't do what they're supposed to do. And so why be under the control of a man who doesn't know what he's doing? And, you know, has sex, produces children, bashes it up, and then leaves home. Or worse, bashes you up and kills you. So this is why Kali Yuga is such a challenge, is because you know we we espouse the highest of philosophies, but then if our actions are short of that, then people will be disappointed. So it's a really it's a, it's a big challenge. You have to understand and practice. That's why you know, it's Sadhana Bhakti is in the beginning. It's it's practice. Until it becomes natural. And of course, in the meantime, there's the Anatta Nivriti stage where the, the, uh, the, 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 the rubbish, if you like, the detritus of the material existence has to be cleared away by chanting Hare Krishna, by regularly hearing, purifying the, purify the intelligence by being instructed by the Bhagavatam. That's how we make progress in getting rid of these attachments is being, well, first of all, being aware of these things. You know, when we first, certainly in my case, I came to Krishna consciousness and I was thinking, yep, I'm very advanced. Right? I'm surrendered to Krishna. But then after a while I discovered that actually I wasn't very advanced and I'm not very surrendered. But I still have remnants of material affection. And that's why the good, you know, chanting attentively, hearing the Bhagavatam attentively, hearing the Bhagavad Gita attentively is required to at least be aware of, you know, the, the attachments, the conflicts, right? conflict of interest. This is a, this is a, an issue, an issue that is is facing at the moment. How do we deal with conflicts of interest? Um, well, first of all, how do we become aware of a conflict of interest? We don't even, we don't even know what a conflict of interest is. Sometimes we think, oh yeah, what I want is what Krishna wants. Then we discover, hang on a second, well I want is stupid. <laughs> And what Krishna wants, I don't want. <laughs> but there's, a, there's an internal conflict of interest, right? So, uh, we need to become aware, aware of ourselves. And sometimes self-realization in the beginning means becoming aware of what we're not. Not as much as what we are. Or what we are is mm, not particularly appealing or attractive. In, in terms of how the learning uh, should behave. Right? So, um, we're controlled 
everybody's control. Even the, you know, we, uh, there was a there was a, a, a song, pop song, by the Who, and it was called "I'm Free." And um, it basically consists of you know the the, the words. I'm free being repeated many times. <laughs> I'm free and you want to follow me or something like that. But, but you know, if, you can say to yourself as many times as you like, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. That <laughs> doesn't make me free. Right? Although but we have that feeling. You know, we do have that feeling. And this is, Krishna has given us independence. But we need to be trained to understand the importance of free to follow Krishna's orders and Krishna's instructions and that that's the best thing for us. But, um, but even when we're not following Krishna, there's this illusion of independence, but actually we're not. We're, we're Everybody is bound up. Birth, death, old age, disease. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> this is an eternal truth of material existence. So who's free? You know, people say, oh, I want to be free. Or, you know, I want to be free. It's, it's the latest version of freedom. Why should I wear a mask? <laughs> right? We should be free. Well, hang on a second. You know, you stop at traffic lights. Right? You drive on the left hand side of the Although in India that's questionable. <laughs> Most of the time we drive on the left hand side of the road. Unless the left hand side of the road's got more traffic and you can't get where you want to go quickly. So then you drive on the other side of the road. <laughs> right? And then if the policeman comes along and catches you, what do you do? We caught a bus, we arrived in Delhi and we caught a bus to Vrindavan. It was about 8 o'clock at night. And uh, the bus driver had forgotten how to get to the Matura Road from the airport. <laughs> he didn't tell us that. But anyway, he pulled over uh, and uh, had a chat with a policeman. And uh, to ask him, where's the Matura Road? Right? And the policeman said, show me your license. And he didn't have a license. <laughs> <laughs> so there we were stuck. And um, there was about uh, 15 of those. It wasn't a full bus, but you know, we wanted to get it good down. So I thought, okay, I know how to solve this problem. So I gave, there were two policemen, so I gave them each a 50 rupee note. And I'm happy with that. So, okay, John, off we go. Right? <laughs>
actually submit to me. You know, when you get on an airplane, what do you do? You put your seatbelt on. Right? When you drive a car, you put your seatbelt on. Because you don't want to fly. Right? Or you don't want to be thrown off the plane. So what's, what's the big deal about putting on a mask and, you know, protecting yourself and others? It's kind of like... But you still say, oh, no, you're infringing on my personal rights. But, you know, really, when you think about it, we don't have any personal rights. We're all bound up by the material energy. Which the whole matter is under the control of Krishna. So let's, let's surrender directly to Krishna. And then actually what happens then is the material energy is, what is it? As they surrender under me, I reward them accordingly. And for the devotees that are surrendered to Krishna, men and women, Krishna releases them from the influence of the material energy. And so they are free of that. But of course, the devotee in their freedom is fully engaged in following Krishna's orders and having all sorts of adventures on Krishna's behalf. Right? We see Mamahan having so much fun running around, negotiating with people, organising things, coordinating things, uh, having fun. Even on book distribution, it's an austerity, but you have so much fun. Isn't it? The devotees have the most interesting lives, really. I remember, you know, uh, when I was a collector, I, I went to every pub in Victoria pretty much. Of course, not to drink. No? You know, that saying? If, Lord, if you see Lord Nichinanda going into the pub, it's not because he's going there for a drink. He's going to preach. No? And we had so much fun. You know, we used to wear wigs in those days, so it's almost every week there'd be something to say, hey mate, take your wig off. Because, <laughs> you know, I guess, you know, they can see the humour in the Hare Krishna's wearing wigs. <laughs> in this day, they had to have a okay. But in those days, bald heads were an oddity. And so we stuck out. But so many, so many um, challenges and adventures on Krishna's behalf. That's what Prabhupada called it the great transcendental adventure. Uh, and so, you know, as a, as a as a devotee, we get so many opportunities to do so many things, but all under Krishna's protection and under Krishna's guidance. Yet people don't want that. No, I'm not going to be told what to do. Right, all right, well, we dictated to by the material energy. Follow your senses. Follow your mind in the senses. Be dragged around all over the universe uh, without any hope of ultimate satisfaction. Or, or happiness, really. Because right? always being disturbed by the mind and the senses. So when we follow Krishna's instructions, then we're active, we're engaged, not materially, but on the spiritual platform, and then automatically the mind and the senses are controlled because it's being engaged in Krishna's 
service. This is the beauty of, of bhakti yoga. Right? In, in, in the introduction to the, to the uh, second canto of, of the Bhagavatam, Prabhupada mentions how he's been criticised because he's acting apparently like a materialist. He's going to the bank, he's going to the printer, he's purchasing paper. So even though his residence was Vrindavan, Prabhupada would leave Vrindavan and go to Delhi to ultimately sell books. Right? Print and sell books. And people, and, and he was criticised for doing that. Even in the Gordia mission, he was criticised for doing that. And he said, you know, we look like the materialists because we're going into their domain. Right? Leaving Vrindavan and going into the domain of the materialists. This is what people criticise. It's not other traditions. He criticised, if you become a member of Islam, you just sell books. Right? You just see the money. Right? But this is what our founder of charity did. Right? And why did he do that? It's not a material activity. It's a purely spiritual activity. Prabhupada says, you'll be elevated. By that activity, you'll be elevated to the local Vrindavan because that mood of book distribution is in the mood of Srimati Radharani. And that is bringing others to Krishna. It is not a material activity. It is, it is prompted and inspired by pure compassion for others. Right? This is why one has to be careful about, you know, what do, we, what do we say? You can't judge a book by the cover. Right? You can't judge a devotee by their external manifestation. Maybe it's something you can Very difficult to understand the mind of a devotee. Right? But <clears throat> you know, these are our adventures, if you like, preaching. And this is this is part of the, of the second time movement, as evidenced by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and documented in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Preaching is the essence of, of what we do. And as I mentioned before, pure, what is it these four slogans? What is it? Books are the basis. Preaching is the essence. Uh, purity is the force and utility is the principle. Got to be careful about that one. Because <laughs> uh, material energy is contaminating. And so, you know, we would say, yeah, we use it all in Krishna service. But be careful. Because that's, but, and that's why purity is so important. Chanting 16 rounds, regularly during the Bhagavad time. I was going to mention it before, but I, I forgot. Chanting rounds, worshiping the deities, purifies the consciousness so that when we hear the Bhagavad time, it goes in. And it goes in deeply because we have the ability to, we have the ability to perceive it, you know, to, to grasp it. And to realize it, and then go and put it in practice. So the chanting of Hare Krishna says, the chanting of Hare Krishna purifies the consciousness 
So when we hear the philosophy of the Bhagavatam, it, it deeply penetrates our being, our our our, our um, um, actions and our thoughts and our words. Karmanamanasavira. Right? Action, thoughts, words. It's all engaged in, in Christian service. And that's how we're controlled. This is how we're controlled. We pray to Krishna, please engage me in your service. And then we hear the Bhagavatam, which describes how. This is how you do it. This is what you do. And when we hear it, then we, 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 we acknowledge it. We're worshipping Krishna with our intelligence by hearing Bhagavatam. And Krishna says in the Bhagavad-gita, you know, one who recites the Bhagavad-gita worships me with his intelligence, with his buddhi. So, um, you know, we're controlled previously by the Vanashram system, right? Now, where's the Vanashram system? Where is it? Anybody seen the Vanashram system lately? MIA. <laughs> Missing in action. And you know why? It's because those, those, those classifications are naturally in society. They're naturally there. But because everybody's so mixed up, it's all, you know, just mixed up or obliterated because the Bible, passion and ignorance has contaminated the whole thing, right? But it's still there, actually. These natural propensities of people are still there. But, you know, in Kali Yuga, it's, it's way, way out of control. Or, shall we say, the control is the mode of ignorance and the mode of passion, if at best, ready to find the mode of goodness in Kali. But this is how we become controlled by worshipping the deity, by chanting Hare Krishna, by hearing the philosophy, and then basically Sankirtan, which is what we do. Deity worship is part of Sankirtan. Uh, and, and, and interesting, isn't it, when you think about it? Uh, Preaching, samsara dhavana lila loka, then what's next? Mahaprabhu, Kirtana, Mritya Gita, Sankatana, right? Then Sri Vigrahara, Dhana, Nityanana, worship the deity. First comes Sankatana. And so Prabhupada, you know, Prabhupada says, but it's like also told Prabhupada, if you ever get money, Preports. Right? Better than I didn't build these temples. Why? Because the devotees were fighting over who would have the material facilities. This is how the Gordian Math was destroyed effectively by material ambition. And Pakistan Anasazi Taiko could see it. Right? And so he told, you know, this is prophetic, he told. 
You know, how many of us can sit down and chant 64 rounds every day? Forget about it. Right? But then there are members of the of the Gordian line who preach that still. And when the devotees say, well, we can't chant 64, they say, oh yeah, when you're doing the ironing, when you're going to work, you can chant. Huh? But then they say, well, that's not chanting. There's some sneaky run, but it's not really chanting. It's distracted, you know, mumbo jumbo. Right? Chanting is meant to be focused, attentive, attentive, right? This is one of the reasons why we recommend it to be careful about our association. Right? Be careful about who we associate with because, you know, what Prabhupada established is sufficient and it's following in the line of Pakistan Sanskrit Thakur and it was effective. Right? But we, if, we, if we're not careful, we can be associated with devotees and devotees, but they'll say, you know, no, you can't call Prabhupada. You, the only person you can call Prabhupada is Pakistan Sanskrit Thakur. Right. He's Swami Maharaj, not Prabhupada. Right? So what does that do to the faith of the Iskong devotees? And why did Prabhupada say, you know, be careful about your association? Because Prabhupada was constant and, and this was this was this there's a conflict between Prabhupada and his godbrothers. He was a preacher. He was out printing books, was starting, you know, engaging with the the, and this is why people say Prabhupada didn't give us the highest. Right, because we're just, you know, just a bullshit. Right? But that's not the case. Prabhupada was giving us the highest. And the highest was to preach. That's what Bhaktisiddhanta Sadhguru Thakur wanted. It's what Bhaktivinayana Thakur, you know, he established that formula. Make sense? And because it is the highest, when you're engaged in preaching, then that's in the mood of the gopis of Vrindavan, of Braj. That's the mood in which we preach. And that's why that's the highest. So, Chatur Vidha Bhajanti no, Chatur Vidha Bhagavad Prasada, right? Then, Sri Radhika Madhavayorapara Maduriyari Laguna Rupa Namnam Right? And then Nikunja Seva, right? Yatiki Kelly City, right? This is, we're elevated by those, right? If you look at the progression of uh, being merciful and compassionate, right? Then how do we do that? Chana Hare Krishna, Sankatana, right? Then worship the Nikki. Then Prashama. Then what? By that preaching, you'll be brought to this level of appreciating Radha and Krishna. You know? This is my interpretation of the Guru in part. Meditation of it, you know, some years. That brings us to the highest platform of Bhakti, the deepest. And so we see that in devotees who dedicate themselves to preaching, 
we say elevated levels of Krishna consciousness. And we know that. We, we, we read the second chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. And at the end, there's all this description of the qualities of the body. How does he sit? How does he talk? You know, how does he walk, etc. Okay. Shall we finish? Kandrasya Bhagavatam ki jai. Gaurabhakta Vindhi ki jai. Shilapapa ki jai.